Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Over this weekend, far-left extremists, domestic terrorists, laid siege to the police training center construction site in Atlanta. The Post Millennial says far-left extremists torch Future Cop Training Center in Atlanta. Direct action was announced on Twitter. The videos are absolutely insane. Cops having uh, explosives thrown at them. Molotov cocktails being launched. Hordes of far-left domestic terrorists storming onto this property and just burning as much as they can. This goes beyond anything I've ever seen. And it may be the most shocking story I've seen in relation to far left extremism in this country. And I've been, at least for the past 11 or so years, following this news on the ground at Occupy Wall Street, on the ground at various political confrontations between the left and the right. I've never seen it this bad. And I think this takes it to the next level. What we saw in Atlanta, for those that aren't familiar, is these far left extremists have been setting up a kind of occupation. They've been in the forest. They have been shooting cops. I should say they shot a cop, injuring him. And then the cops shot back, killing one of these extremists. We are not talking about protests. We are not talking about protests. I want to make sure that's clear. Daily Mail says Antifa mob breaks into construction site for new cop city site in Atlanta and torches vehicles, throws Molotov cocktails at cops. Is everybody scared to call this what it is? We already have domestic terror charges. At what point does this escalate to the next level? I certainly hope it doesn't. Y'all know where I'm going with it. I was reading the news today about this, and there's another story about the Vietnam War and an iconic photo of a man being executed in the street, and new context is being added to that photo. The photo, which I, I will show in a bit, I want to ease everybody into this. This is, this is brutal stuff. Many people show this photo because they believed that it represented the communists or whoever killing civilians. As it turns out, they're claiming now it's actually an anti-communist killing a communist murderer. I don't know. Whatever, man, believe whatever you want. I can only tell you that war is hell. And I've not actually ever been in war. I've only been in the precursor to civil war. I have been in places of civil unrest. I was in uh, Kiev when the protests erupted that ultimately led to 
where we are now. The separatist movement followed by the Russian invasion. I was in Egypt during the revolution. I have not seen full scale warfare. And I'm I'm uh, I'm glad. I mean, some people have journalists, more importantly, uh, men and women in uniform. And I can only imagine how bad it could be considering what I've seen. People being shot and killed, dragged their bodies carried off the streets. Let me read for you what's going on in Atlanta. And then let's just uh, look, man, call it whatever you want to call it. Believe whatever you want to believe. This is the worst I have ever seen the far left extremism in this country. We can talk about the weather underground shock and awe campaigns in the middle of the night. I believe there was one person uh, there, there were uh, uh, I think I think a bank robbery resulted in some death. But this is getting crazy. And I think the difference between now and then is a small band of extremists who are organized is very different from a national movement and the total cultural bifurcation of this country. Here's a story from the Post Millennial. The construction site of Atlanta's future public safety training facility dubbed Cop City has been attacked by Antifa-affiliated leftists. At least one construction vehicle was set ablaze. Antifa Mastodon News account posted, Forest defenders have taken over the police surveillance outpost on the power line clearing near Entrenchment Creek. Police retreated after crowd arrived at barbed wire fence and shot fireworks into the area. Yeah, shot fireworks, more like lobbed mortars and Molotov cocktails. You know, I don't understand why they just don't own it. Don't you want to rally everybody and talk about how, how uh, effective your, your tactics are? Don't you want to praise the diversity of tactics and say they are throwing mortars and Molotovs at cops? Reporter Billy Heath tweeted, construction site burns, huge plumes of smoke and massive police response after defend ATL forest stop cop city protesters face off with police at the site of Atlanta's future public safety training facility. I'm told Molotov cocktails were thrown. Construction equipment is, is on fire now. This is on Key Road Southeast. Police are moving quickly to various areas across the expansive site. Take a look at this. We got a video here. So I think, uh, let me, maybe, I don't, I don't, I'm going to blast the volume on this one. I don't know if, actually, can you hear this one? No, I don't, I'm not sure there's any sound. Yeah, it's just, it's pretty quiet. But you've got scenes of fires being started, the police showing up. We've got some crazy videos. Let me show you this uh, article from the Daily Mail. Antifa mob breaks into new cop city. Take a look at this video. You've got cops walking up to the to the fence, to the gate. Here comes you got far left extremists. Here come the cops. Right now we see in this video, police appear to be retreating into another portion of the property where there's a barbed wire chain link fence. And at some point you'll start to see the uh, explosives being thrown, the police police vehicle being pulled in. They're now closing the gate very quickly. More police moving in. And it looks like we got some far left extremists with shields and explosives. Yo, I'm not going to pretend like I've been around. Oh, there it goes. Mortar lobbed right at the cop. Mortar explodes. Multiple mortars. These these these, these are explosives. OK, and, and they'll try to downplay it by saying, oh, it's just fireworks. It's just fireworks. Fireworks are explosives. These are mortars. These are not like little poppers, you know, little, these are mortar shells that you put in tubes that launch into the air and make the giant blossom explosions. I think the intention of using them is, honestly, I think they're trying to produce minimal damage 
but maximum fear. So it's more like a flashbang for Antifa. You can see here the cops in the video are, are, are barricading things up. Now, look at this. This is crazy stuff. In this photo, we can see multiple what looks like multiple fires. Multiple vehicles have been completely torched. You've got hordes of people with shields. I mean, this is crazy stuff. I've never seen this coordinated or, or expansive attack by the far left. Your story matters as police swept the festival grounds and forest where protesters had gathered for a week of action against the deforestation and construction of Cop City. You know, I could sympathize to a certain degree with not wanting massive police training centers, massive government overreach, especially when we're talking about police that won't enforce the law and that only enforce BS crap against us. Let's talk about this. How about you've got a uh, adult adult performers in Texas, of all places, putting on an adult performance. I'm trying to be family friendly here for children and parents bring those children to the adult performers. Now, some people on the left would say, oh, it's just a dance show. Imagine if they had an all ages burlesque. Okay, yeah, they're going to say no to that. All ages strip club, all ages go go dancing. And the police outside say we will not do anything about it. Okay, well, look, man, if you're not going to do anything about that, why would I want to fund the police? Yeah, I don't care. Here's the problem for the police. Oh, they'll sure as heck come and arrest you if you've got the wrong gun, even though the Second Amendment clear as plain as day says no. Oh, but the Supreme Court ruled we can have some restrictions. and You can't own some guns. Fine. The cops will gladly go after the low hanging fruit that is law abiding citizens, but they are scared to death of anyone who would fearlessly raise an explosive to their face. Now, of course, these people have been many of these people have been charged with uh, domestic terror. They say during the multi-agency operation, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said approximately 25 campsites were located and removed from the site. Seven others were arrested and charged with domestic terrorism and criminal trespass with additional charges pending. Now, don't get me wrong. You lay siege to a police infrastructure location and they're going to come and arrest you. But that's only because they are the target. When you are the target, the police will do nothing for you when your children are the target. So I'm not here to defend the cops. No, not at all. I am here to explain the escalation of psychotic tactics from cult members. Look, I can complain about the police. Many of you probably agree. Some of you probably disagree. We can have that conversation. The problem is these people who are laying siege to these properties, they have attacked civilians. They stopped a man in his truck, an ordinary citizen, set fire to his truck, and, and I think they flipped it over, set fire to homes under construction. For what reason? These people are violent extremists, and it does not seem that their ideology makes sense. When I say something like police should enforce the law and leave law-abiding citizens alone, that makes sense. When the far-left extremists say they will burn down the home of a private individual or flip over a private individual's car, I have to ask, who are they fighting for? No, 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. They are the cultural fire themselves, a chaotic and destructive force that is spreading like a mind virus. And this is what I fear with the far left extremists. Their ideology makes no sense. They are a mindless horde. Sorry, that's just the reality. They destroying these things. I'll just say it again. What's the logic in helping people saving the forest in destroying a guy's truck? Is that, is, that, is that one truck going to put a dent in climate change? No. Is it going to harm the life of that man? Yes. Is it going to make that man rally against your cause? Yes. Is it going to cause that man to tell all of his working class friends to rally against your cause? Yes. Makes no sense. There is no rhyme or reason behind the psychotic destructive force. That's why I say that's what it is. If these people, and, and, and I'll say this as, as sort of a white pill to be completely honest. If these people had an actual uh, modicum of manipulative ability, perhaps, I'd be more worried that we may actually see some kind of Vietnam or Korea or civil war or something. What I think we're actually going to see is more disaffected and dejected youth who are acting for no reason, more like the Joker than anything else. It's like uh, if you take a look at the Joker film, it's a really good example. I think that movie is absolutely phenomenal. And that movie exemplifies Antifa and their derangement. Let's break it down. I'm assuming most of you have seen Joker. It is, in my opinion, a masterpiece. I was on the edge of my seat. The cinematography, the, 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 the character, the story, it was satisfying. Mm, man, brilliant. But let's talk about what that story represents, represents Antifa. They literally, literally in the movie, make that conclusion. Let me explain. Joker. He's a mentally unwell man. He's got nothing going for him. No talents, no skills. He spins a sign. He gets picked on. His life is pretty crappy. He's mentally ill, like I said, right? So uh, eventually, he gets tired of being picked on. He kills three guys on a subway who are like Wall Street guys. The backdrop of this movie is protests about the 1%. This guy doesn't care at all about that. He says he killed those guys because it was funny. But you see all these activists and far left extremists who are riding through the city. This is legit in the movie. They viewed it as someone finally standing up to the 1%. So Joker, he goes to a comedy club. He wants to be a comedian and he bombs. However, he bombs in such a way that it's actually really funny and everybody laughs. That's what a comedian's supposed to do, right? But he gets offended 
He gets offended that they laughed at him because they didn't laugh the way he was. They were supposed to laugh. Kind of amazing, isn't it? He goes on stage and he screws up and starts laughing at his own jokes. And then a late night TV host plays it and they're all laughing. And they're like, what is this? This is crazy. Let's invite this guy on the show. So let me let me break it down for you. A, a man wants to be a comedian. He goes and tries to do his routine, screws it up, but finds something funny in it and everybody laughs. But he gets mad that they're laughing at him. They're supposed to laugh the way he tells them to laugh. Goes on this show, invited on late night TV, a dream come true for any up and coming comedian who only done one show. And he murders the late night TV. I was saying, you get what you effing deserve. He says, you invited me on here to make fun of me. Then he goes outside and he has all of the far left extremists cheering for him. It exemplifies everything. He was given everything and it was never enough. He was a loser with no ability who stumbled into something good and decided it wasn't the way it was supposed to be. He was deserving of more. So he starts killing people and they all cheer for him. That's what this is. There's no real rhyme or reason to what the far left is doing. There's no ideological push. Wokeness has no logic within it because the rules change every few weeks. What is it today? Women with a Y, women with an I, or women with an X. Wimixin. One organization uses the X. The other says the X is offensive. The other says without the X is offensive. There's no rhyme or reason. It's simply shut up, sit down, and do as you're told. The chaotic destructive force seeks to own you. And that's what we're seeing here. What, what, what purpose is served by doing this to Cop City? None. These people are the cultural equivalent of fire. All they do is consume and destroy. They are solving no problems. They are helping no person. They are just attacking and attacking. And you know what? As more and more people are raised in society that will leave them like Joker, more and more people will be talentless, dejected, but entitled. You will get more of this. No humility, no perseverance, no meritocracy, chaos. And that's what I see with a lot of this stuff. That's where I see it going. These insane videos. Officer Luce has a massive police response underway to Atlanta's future public safety training facility in Grant Park, where hundreds of activists and protesters are currently clashing with police to stop Cop City. Molotov cocktails. I mean, look at this video. What was the point of destroying this? Is it going to stop the construction of Cop City? No. Is it going to rally people? No. But I'll tell you, well, actually, you know what? I'll say this. You know what it might do? The torching of these vehicles and everything? Spread fire. Like with Joker, he kills the late night host who gave him the best opportunity of his life, who told him he was funny and he was a good kid. And that dude murdered him for it. It's what you need to understand about communists. What we have seen from all of these ideologies is the opposite of what they really claim it to be. Here's a photograph. People often show it. And the, the implication is the communists were murdering people in the street. What they're saying now, take a look at this story. And maybe this has always been the case. I don't know. The Navy's first Vietnamese admiral survived massacre of his family by man who was executed in an enduring photo of war in 1968, played dead after being shot three times and then escaped to the U.S. So they say in this photo, South Vietnamese General Nguyen 
Nyok Lone, chief of the national police, fires his pistol pistol into the head of a suspected Viet Cong officer, Nguyen Van Lem, also known as Bay Lop, on a Saigon street in February 1968, early in the Tet Offensive. Now, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big Vietnam history guy. I'm sure many of you may be saying, no, 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 everybody knows that was a Viet Cong guy, blah, blah, blah. I see a lot of people on Twitter will post that and be like, this is what communism does and stuff. And the implication is that they're executing civilians. It's a scary thought. You know, I'm, I'm reading more about Vietnam. Uh, I saw this story. I started reading a, bit, reading a bit about the Tet Offensive. And communism is truly a scary thing. I think it's pure evil. And there's something fascinating about what we're seeing in the world. I, you know, I'll just put it this way. I have seen things in my day that make me believe we can, we can call it a few things. We are in a simulation. We are in a constructed universe. Or to put it simply, there is order to this world and God is real. Call it whatever you want. The left can call it simulism or fate or destiny or karma. Or you can call it God and the universe, the universal order. Whatever. I don't know what Ian might call it. Magnetism or something. But it feels like it doesn't feel like random really exists sometimes. It feels like sometimes you see things that just defy the odds. And so I have to wonder about what the purpose of everything is. And it feels like what we are seeing is demonic. I mean that both figuratively and literally. What we see with the chaotic destructive force is perhaps the demonic. Some of you may take that to mean quite literally demons possessing people. By all means, you can. And uh, but I just mean in, in, in the essence of the word, an evil, malevolent force. That's what I see with the left. I'm not saying that the right is completely innocent. Not at all. I think there are good people and there are bad people. But in the movement to the left, there's something to understand. If you defy leftist economic values, they don't care. If you are standing alongside Antifa and you have a shield and you say something like, I'm not a big fan of universal health care, they'll say, oh, but if you defy the wokeness, now you're in trouble. If you reject their cult, now you're in trouble. If you say things like, I don't know, I, I think, you know, trans people are, are people and deserve rights and everything, but maybe we should have a trans division of sports Just to avoid conflict, they'll say, you're a bigot, you're transphobic, how dare you? It's the ideology. It's the cult. Economic policy be damned. I mean, for the most part, this is what we've seen. It is a chaotic and demonic destructive force. It's consuming and destroying all that we've built. And that's a sad sad reality. (coughs) Excuse me. It's what we, we, maybe, you know, lessons learned with why the U.S. was so hell-bent against going to war against the communists. But I think we lost, at least so far. We'll see if we win in the long run, but we're losing, it seems. I'm not saying, well, I should rephrase it. I'm not saying we've completely lost, it's over, give up. I'm saying it feels like after the fall of the Soviet Union, we were lulled into a false sense of security. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, I'll, give me, I'll give you a pop culture reference. We got, we, got, we, we got a DC one. Let's get a Marvel one in there. Captain America Winter Soldier. S.H.I.E.L.D. defeats Hydra. Basically, the Allies defeat the Nazis is what the allegory or the metaphor is. The Nazis then infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. gets infiltrated by Hydra and then is used as a weapon for the ideology of the enemy. 
Interesting when you think about it. The United States is demoralized, like Yuri Bezmenov said. And it seems like even if the Soviet Union fell, the tactics of disruption have seeped into this country and seek to upend it. And I think we're dangerously close to that upending. You know, the one thing I can say, let me tell you the pros and the cons. The pro, we are the strong people, not the weak, entitled, chaotic, destructive individuals. Those people couldn't make food or find food if their life depended on it. And that's a scary thought, isn't it? However, they are violent and we are not. The people who care for order don't want destruction and we want criminal trials We want proper law enforcement, but we're not getting it. The people on the left don't care for any of that stuff. They're just violent. Now, I think those people lose in the long run because if they break the system, who do you think is going to be the first to starve? You know, a lot of people like to talk about who would win a civil war, the left or the right. And I'm like, not sure that matters. Wars are fought on soldiers' bellies, so they say. And the left ain't going to be able to feed itself. That's just a reality. They may try to seize farms. But take a look at what happens in places like, I don't know, Zimbabwe. Take a look at what happens when they seize the farmland and give it to their people. Doesn't work. With Zimbabwe and South Africa, a lot of this is repatriation or whatever whatever they want to call it. Decolonization, I think they call it. They're giving farmland to black families because this was the, the white colonists came. Well, sure enough, in Zimbabwe, they started starving to death. It's the same in, in the Soviet Union. It was the same everywhere you do this. Race isn't the factor. The factor is people who don't know how to farm can't take over a farm. So if farms are mostly run by moderate to right individuals, what happens? You're going to have to force people at gunpoint if it really did come to some kind of civil war. I'm not so sure of how it will play out, and I don't think it'll play out like, like people think. A lot of people look towards history and say, why would the states break up and fight each other? And like, who said that's what a civil war is? The American Civil War was a secessionist movement by southern states. Spanish Civil War was pockets of the country in urban and rural areas fighting with each other. And it was all in different places. For all we know, a civil war could emerge where. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cities versus the rural areas. It's the, it's the, it's, you know what? I just got to say it, guys. The most annoying thing to me is when people show maps of, of the voter districts and you see the blue cities and the red rural areas and, and then they're like, civil war might happen in this country. And I'm like, I, I've been saying it for years. Can you guys just please read about any other civil war than the United States Civil War? I get it. So the South wanted to secede. Texas, I think, said secession was a product of geography. But in other civil wars, and almost all of them, you do not see a split down the middle. Bill Maher, the Mason-Dixon line would run through Nana's kitchen or whatever it is he said. No, what you see is in one area it goes this way, in one area it goes this way, in one area it goes this way. And not only that, in the U.S. Civil War, the states were split. Like uh, uh, you had four states, I think, that voted like down the middle and decided not to secede until after Lincoln sends in the troops. Then all of a sudden they were like the votes swung a little bit. Virginia split into two states. 
is people are like, how could it happen if Illinois is blue? No, Chicago is blue. Don't be surprised if you get a North Illinois and a South Illinois. That happened with Virginia and West Virginia. You don't know what's going to happen. Neither do I. I'm just telling you, with, the, with what we are seeing right now at the far left, this is the craziest I have ever seen. I mean, these videos of people storming in, black clad, overt terrorists. Here's what I see. Final thought. The far left will keep attracting more joker types, mentally unwell, dejected, angry, purposeless individuals, and they will be used as weapons. It is a fire and it only gets put out when strong men decide to enforce the law and stand up for what they believe in. But for the time being, we don't have it. And so the challenge with a president like Biden and the Democrats is ballot harvesting. The, the fire seeks to consume more regardless of what the outcome is. And that means we may have come to the point where we're looking at the building that can't be salvaged. The fire has spread to the point where maybe even if we put it out, the building's destroyed. I don't know. I don't know. But we just got to keep doing what we do. We got to make sure we're taking care of ourselves, our friends, our families. We're preparing for what the future may have in store. And we're paying attention to what's going on around us to stay safe. And maybe everything will be okay. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. You guys remember that one time the corporate press lied to you? You remember the other time the corporate press lied to you? Oh, wait, you remember how they're always lying to you? Let's talk about Dr. Fauci, my friends. Bombshell emails show Fauci was behind the February 2020 paper that he used to disprove COVID leaked from Wuhan lab weeks before publicly denying report had anything to do with him. My friends, I would like to start this segment off by saying Anthony Fauci should not be fired. I will now wait. Let all of you stew for a moment and angrily comment. And now I will finish my thought and say he should be criminally charged and prosecuted for his involvement. We are talking about international incident level cover up malfeasance. Now, I'm not saying we command, you know, Fauci is the guy who did it. I say you've got impropriety, you've got deception, fraud, whatever you name it, lying to the American people. Now, some may argue he should be charged in the deaths of many of these people who died of COVID, if not all of them. Why? If Dr. Fauci did not make this attempt to obfuscate the truth, how many lives could we have saved? If people were able to pursue the correct story and understand the origin of this virus, could we have created better treatments? I think the answer is yes. The more information you have, the better. Unfortunately for us, Dr. Fauci is a evil sociopath who decided covering up his impropriety was more important than the lives of billions of people. And I say billions because this thing spread all over the planet. And as we now believe, based on several reports from top level U.S. intelligence agencies, lab leak makes the most sense, and it's widely becoming the dominant view. Now, this may evolve later on, but for the as it stands, Dr. Fauci provided funding to EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, who then provided funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, who was experimenting on bat coronaviruses in the city of Wuhan where the virus emerged. Logic dictates 
probably leaked from the lab. Now, the greater conspiracy, conspiracy theory, I should say, is that it didn't actually leak. Well, there's two. The next one is it was a leak, but it wasn't simple gain of function research for vaccines. It was bioweapons research. I don't know about all that. Intent is hard to prove. And, they'll, and, and even if it was bioweapons research, they can mask it by saying it wasn't, right? TNT wasn't invented, or I, I think TNT, right? Wasn't invented to kill people. It was invented for mining. I think that's what it, what it was, right? What is it? Trinitrotoluene? Am, am I getting that wrong? Anyway, if it was a bioweapon that leaked, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing bioweapon research. But again, they'll, they'll obfuscate it in some way. The greater conspiracy beyond that is that it was a bioweapon that was manufactured and then intentionally released. I don't believe that one. Sorry, I just don't. I think what they were likely doing was reckless gain of function research for a variety of reasons. One, now they're not going to call it bioweapons research, but the research absolutely would be used in bioweapons studies. Meaning if someone was going to then compile a meta-analysis of biological let's just say, uh, composited viruses, they would be using this data. And I believe lab leak makes the most sense because the initial reports that we got were that the bats were pissing on people and biting on people. And I don't think that the uh, standards in communist China are probably all that up to snuff, in which case it probably leaked. And then Fauci started sweating bullets, being like, oh, geez, what have I done? I should not have given that, that grant to Peter Daszak. You now have to wear 12 masks. And here we are. Here's the story from the Daily Mail. Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned a February 2020 paper to disprove the possibility that COVID originated in the lab, only to pretend he was not involved in the study at a White House news conference weeks later. Arrest this man. Char- oh, I'm sorry. Merrick Garland is. Well, I think Vivek Ramaswamy has talked about going after these guys. I like that guy. Keep saying that at CPAC. Newly released emails uncovered by House Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic show the former head of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease both commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper which claimed it was improbable that the virus leaked out of a lab in Wuhan, China. Just a few weeks later, he stood next to then-President Trump at a press conference and cited that that very paper as evidence that the idea of lab leak was implausible. This is an image of pure corruption. A corrupt government official, the highest salaried guy, gives money to manufacture viruses. He denies it. He lies about it. Rand Paul holds up the document proving, saying gain of function research, Fauci funding, NIAID. And he goes, no, I didn't do that. He lies. He lies to Congress. He then while sweating, going, oh, geez, they're going to find out I did it. He then goes and commissions a paper to debunk the claims that are most likely true that this leaked from the Wuhan lab. That is called a cover up and he's been caught. Now we need criminal charges. Are we a nation of law and order? Sorry to say, I'm not so sure we are anymore. We may now be a nation of political power being wielded like a hammer against those who oppose the political tribe. So Anthony Fauci, who is loved, beloved by Democrats and the crackpots of mainstream media. Why would Merrick Garland go after him? He plays ball. They say in January, 
A government watchdog agency blasted the NIH for failing to keep tabs, excuse me, on U.S. sponsored virus experiments in China, which are feared to have caused the global pandemic. Amazing. Many media outlets started to dismiss the idea only to later suggest the lab leak theory is possible as new evidence arose in supporting the claim. I'd like to give a shout out to our good friend, uh, John Oliver. John Oliver is the worst kind of sophist. He goes on his show and he does this whole routine about conspiracy theories. And he's like, little Timothy here is sick and you're blaming China. And then, you know, whatever. I don't know. He says little Timothy all the time, which is kind of weird. But, you know, you get the point. During the pandemic, he said, stop listening to conspiracy theories. Stop believing this stuff. Trust the experts. Well, lo, my friends, the experts were lying to you. On what? Well, we're uncovering more and more and more. But yeah, trust the experts, the beloved Dr. Fauci, the guy who not only uh, seems to have caused the pandemic, according to this report, tried to cover it up. Let's say that again. Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned, or I'm sorry, provided, let's start start from the beginning. He provided funding to Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance, reportedly, who used that funding to do gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, reportedly. And uh, it is now believed that the virus, the COVID-19 virus, leaked from the lab, reportedly. And then uh, we're learning now, in this story, they state that Anthony Fauci commissioned a paper to debunk what we now believe to be true. Okay. Trust the experts, everybody. Don't forget, If you're driving home from work and you see someone injecting people in the arm in a 7-Eleven parking lot, that might be a good opportunity for you. It's not good advice. Don't take that advice. Go to your doctor. This is the craziest thing about all of this. The whole uh, John Oliver did a vaccine thing where he was like, you you, you know, ignore the conspiracies and you've got to go convince your family and friends. And I'm just like, look, man, no, you shouldn't. Okay, you who are not a doctor, okay, should not go to your friends and family and say, go get medicated. Now, I will tell you this. If I'm sitting in my living room and I see a family member watching the TV and they're like, is Flabinopsta right for you? Call your doctor today. And they're like, I think I'm going to get that. I'd be like, no, no, I don't think you should. Telling someone not to get something is... I don't think you have the supreme moral authority to, to, to do it necessarily. You can do whatever you want. What I mean is, it is worse to tell someone to get medicated than to tell them not to get medicated, in my opinion. But it varies. Ultimately, what it comes down to is, yeah, why don't you not go to the 7-Eleven parking lot for your medicine? People were doing that. It's the craziest thing to me. I just can't believe it. And when I told people, guys, just go to the doctor's office and make sure you're good because you could have allergies, you could have a history of something. No, no, 7-Eleven parking lot it is. No kidding. No kidding. That's what they did. Lies. The bombshell emails released by the House Republicans on Sunday show that Fauci commissioned and edited a paper entitled The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2 before he cited it as evidence that COVID did not originate from a lab in Wuhan. It was written just four days after Fauci and his NIH boss, Francis Collins, held a call with the authors to discuss reports that COVID may have been leaked from a genetic testing lab in Wuhan and may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. Well, we now believe that to be true. And in the emails, well, I mean, most people believed it to be true for the entire time. Seems like they were proven, right? 
In the emails, Dr. Christian Anderson admits that Fauci prompted him to write the paper with the goal of disproving the lab leak theory. He submitted the peer-reviewed paper to Nature Medicine on February 12th, 2020, with a cover email reading, there's been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forward in this space. This paper was prompted by Jeremy Farrar, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. A letter sent by Scripps Research on his behalf later insisted that Anderson objectively researched the origins of the COVID, of COVID and claimed that Fauci did not influence his work. But the report by House Republicans says, according to previously released emails, this assertion is demonstrably false. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It points to a February 8th, 2020 email in which the doctor stated, our main work over the last couple of weeks has been focused on trying to disprove any type of lab theory. Others also apparently worked to ensure the paper strongly dismissed the idea of lab leak. Farrar, who was then the head of the British nonprofit, The Wellcome Trust, which has historic ties to the pharmaceutical industry and is now the chief scientist at the World Health Health Organization, tried to push through an edit, replacing the word unlikely to improbable in a statement about the possibility of a lab leak origin. Is this the guy that got all that money? He's the guy who like called Fauci and said, yo, looks like a lab leak. And then Fauci was like, no, no, it isn't. And he goes, looks like it's not. Thank you for the money, Dr. Fauci. I think that's the guy, right? What do we got going on here? Flashback. MSNBC's Nicole D. Wallace, Trump is pushing intel agencies to investigate conspiracy theory. COVID originated in the lab. Let me uh, actually, you know, I always get the, uh, the audio wrong on this thing. Let me get it for you. Rankled today by Trump's effort at reputational repair. The New York Times also advances recent reporting on U.S. intelligence agencies, which we learned this week provided intel in the president's PDB as early as January about the lethal spread of COVID. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. New York Times reports this, quote, senior Trump administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory ha. that a government lab in Wuhan, yes. China, was the origin of the coronavirus outbreak. That's according to current and former American officials. The effort comes as President Trump escalates a campaign to blame China for the pandemic. Some intel analysts are concerned that the pressure from the administration officials will distort assessments about the virus. And wow, how amazingly evil They could be people. used as a political weapon in an intensifying battle with China over a disease that has infected more than three million people across the globe. The stories of Trump reaching deep into the government agencies charged with science. Wow. So uh, they're all lying to you. How about that? Here's the New York Post. New York Times, MSNBC, CNN slammed for claiming COVID lab leak theory was debunked. It wasn't. It was never debunked. In fact, the only evidence we really had suggested that it was true in, uh, I think it was South China University, Beijing. Uh, I mentioned earlier, they claimed that bats that were infected were biting and peeing on people, and uh, that may be how it spread. Oh, they retracted that study, and I think the scientists involved, they're probably dead, but hey, you know. You never know if you're going against the regime, which is the big problem with communism, to be honest. The problem is 
you might just be doing your job as you're told. And you'll be like, hey, we did that report you wanted. It looks like the coronavirus leaked from a lab. And they go, oh, wow, is that, uh, is that really the case? And then you're no longer a scientist. You are worm food. Because what you do and what you say isn't material, who you are and your feelings. In countries like this, what matters is the machine. And if you are a threat to the machine, even if you, are, even if you would bend the knee in two seconds to worship the machine, they'll kill you. They say, that's fine, but you know, end of story. Sooner or later, you'll tell somebody, end of story, for you at least. Credibility crisis, 60 Minutes tries turning back the clock after declaring COVID lab leak theory debunked. CBS News' Scott Pelley said attacks on the Wuhan lab were the result of a political disinformation campaign. Oh, really, really? They say back in May, CBS News' Scott Pelley cast significant doubt on the Trump administration's assertions of the theory, telling viewers both the White House and the Chinese Communist Party have been less than honest. They start by saying, in recent days, the theory that COVID originated from a lab leak in Wuhan had been embraced by FBI Director Christopher Wray. And a bombshell report indicated that the U.S. Energy Department believes the virus likely started in the lab. However, back in May 2020, CBS News' Scott Pelley cast significant doubt on the Trump administration. Instead, Pelley hyped the credi- credibility of Peter Daszak, president of EcoHealth Alliance, as one of the world's most vocal foes of the lab leak theory. Why? Well, EcoHealth Alliance received government funding from the NIH and has a long working partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So conflict of interest much. And there you go. Welcome to the news, my friends. That's uh, what it is. Check this one out. CNN ex-boss Jeff Zucker told staff not to probe lab leak theory because it was Trump talking point. How's it going for you being in the cult, cultists? Plug in your ears yet? Don't want to hear the truth. Oh, Dr. Fauci, tell me what to do. I love that about Dr. Fauci. He comes out and he's like, you don't need to be wearing a mask right now. And then people are like, you Republicans are all dumb for wearing masks. And he comes out like three weeks later and be like, we now believe you should probably be wearing masks, two of them. I love the double masking story. Oh, I love this one. So a news report, a news anchor is talking to Fauci. And she's like, people are saying that wearing a mask protects you, but it's just common sense that if you wore two masks, you'd probably be even more protected. And Fauci actually is like, no, there's there's no reason to wear two masks. One mask is good enough. And then later he gets asked about it again. And then he and then he's like, well, yes, of course. Or I think, yeah, at first he's like, no, you don't need to do it. But then later, someone asked him, like, isn't it common sense? Like, well, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, the government comes out. It's like, everybody should wear two masks. Two of them. I just, you know, the craziest thing to me is when I go out and people are still masking. Because at this point, with all the data that's been released, you'd think people would not. But they still are. I don't ask me why. I think it's the weirdest thing. But you know what I will say is, it's funny because y'all know... uh, that I, t- I talk about going to the local casino. Normally, you can't wear masks because they got cameras everywhere. But now it's like, you can. So, of course, the people who want to, like they're playing poker and they got sunglasses on and they're wearing a, a Fauci mask and a hood up. Like, they don't want you to be able to see their face. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, some people, man, they are living and swimming in the crackpot conspiracy theory reality. You see, it was always the conspiracy theory that... Uh, it was a wet market. 
That's right. That's right. They wanted you to believe that uh, the virus factory with funding from the U.S. government, which uh, does research, gain of function research on bat coronaviruses, was not the source. Now, that's Occam's razor. In the absence of evidence, the solution that makes the least amount of assumptions tends to be correct. What they wanted you to believe that some schemers in China traveled a thousand miles. They got like a hiking backpack on and a stick and they make it through the mountains. They push the leaves away there. And then they see the bats and they're like, wow. And the bats are shiny. And then they hunt the bats and they put them in a bag and they say, if we bring these bats 1000 miles to Wuhan, we will sell them to the people in a wet market. And every what? Seriously? Reportedly, the bats that had the virus came from a thousand miles away. So who's traveling halfway across the country to deposit these bats at a wet market? It's just, I don't know. That one makes a lot of assumptions. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not an evolutionary biologist or a virologist, but I got to tell you, as a layman, at least in this regard, in the absence of evidence, et cetera, et cetera, the lab that works on these viruses makes more sense as where the virus came from, as opposed to just so happens that someone did all these things and then sold a bat across the street from the Wuhan lab. Come on. The media actually wanted you to believe all that, though. The media kept saying it was a debunked conspiracy theory. And it's crazy because like it was never debunked. It was entertainable. At the very least, I got no problem being like, well, you know, I don't know for sure. I'm not going to sit here and come out and tell you definitively. Even right now, it's two agencies, the DOE, the Department of Education, the Department of Energy, not Education, the Department of Energy and the FBI believe it leaked from a lab. I don't know why the rest of them don't. Whatever. The Department of Energy oversees biolabs and the FBI, of course, does investigations. And this makes the most sense. Anyone telling you. This is this is a good litmus test, actually. Anybody who tells you that the wet market is more likely than the Wuhan lab, you can tell if they're liars. Anyone who says they believe the wet market over the lab is lying to you. Or they're real dumb. Probably lying. And they're probably lying in an attempt to fit in with what the perceived perceived norm is. And that is a dangerous person to be around. So I think I'm, I think I'm going to start asking people, hey, where do, do you think that the virus came from the wet market? Or from the virus factory. And then when they say the wet market, oh, okay, not the virus factory across the street from the wet market. Yeah, I think, okay, you can leave. There you go. Litmus test. There's just no way. I mean, let me clarify. There is no way a person, a rational person, would lean towards the wet market at this point, especially. Now, as for the emergence of it, no, 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 look, don't get me wrong. I think there's a very slim possibility the wet market story is real. You know, not being a virologist, I don't know. Based on everything we've seen, though, at this point, how could you conclude anything other than lab leak? You've got Fauci con- commissioning papers to try and protect him. No, I think this guy is crooked, corrupt, and I think we know the truth. So let me just wrap up by succinctly saying, prosecute Fauci. Lock him up. I'll leave it there. If you want to support our work, become a member at TimCast.com. And uh, next segment's coming up on this channel around 4 p.m., Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see y'all then. A video has resurfaced of a UFC fighter calling out Jimmy Kimmel, Hollywood, and many others for uh, being friends with Epstein. And he says, until that list comes out, all of these people are, I'll keep it family friendly, let's just say child abusers, to put it very, very lightly. 
The reason why this story is funny, first, let me just fact check real quick. The video, which is going viral as of March 5th, with 3.2 million views, is actually from August of last year, so not that long ago. And uh, it's funny because Jimmy Kimmel recently ragged on Aaron Rodgers for saying we want to see the Epstein client list. Oh, Jimmy, are they going to find out that you're on it? Hmm. I don't know. Let's read the news. Let's get started by providing you with the important context of understanding what this video is by playing it for you. Now, again, this video has got 3.2 million views. The tweet itself has 8.7 million views, and it's by a Twitter account called Michael3147. No idea who it is. Who is this? uh, 2,000 followers living in the Truman Show. Let's play the video clip. So all those doubting my NFT... You're looking at the guy. That's the reason that college athletes and high school athletes are getting paid today. Mr. Influencer to Influencers. Secondly, Jimmy Kimmel, viral this. I fight to eradicate childhood malnutrition from the planet. And until they release the flight logs, you, the mainstream media, Hollywood, are all pedophiles to me. Eat dick. Am I canceled yet? He says, well, here's the story. We got this from Marka.com. This is from August 23rd, 2022. They say Fury FC fighter Joel Bauman calls Jimmy Kimmel and Hollywood pedos in post fight interview. Wow. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. After his win at Fury FC 68, MMA fighter Joel Bauman had some harsh words for Jimmy Kimmel. And others in a certainly odd post-fight interview in the Octagon, Bauman had defeated Anthony Ivey before he went on a rant about the new NFT that he's about to launch and called himself the reason that college and high school athletes are getting paid nowadays. Well, good for you, bro. Joel Bauman called out late night TV show host after his win and told him to viralize the Bauman fights to eradicate the childhood malnutrition from all over the world. Barstool Sports tweeted it out uh, August 22nd, 2022. 8.35 8.35 a.m. So it's a little bit of an old video, it's, uh, but it's going around now, getting a lot of attention. And uh, when I saw it, I just had to think, you know, you know, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, why are you ragging on Aaron Rodgers? Uh-oh. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Green Bay whack packer Jimmy Kimmel takes aim at Aaron Rodgers over his comments on Jeffrey Epstein and UFOs before longtime teammate David ba- uh, Bak- Bakhtiari steps in to defend the quarterback with a very fiery repost. Ah, a repost. So I don't know if they have actually have the video of Kimmel saying his dumb Kimmel things, but it's really stupid. Basically, you got Aaron Rodgers and he's just sitting there in an interview and he's like, yeah, I want to see the Epstein flight logs. Uh, yeah, I want to see the Epstein client list. And they're like, okay. And then Jimmy Kimmel's like, <laughs> why, why would anybody want to see that? You crazy old conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, buddy. Aaron Rodgers' days in the Green Bay may be numbered in Green Bay, but it appears he still has support of longtime teammate David Bak- Bakhtiari. 
even off the field. Rogers was the target of mockery this week from Jimmy Kimmel during his eponymous late night show where the host made fun of Rogers' recent opinions on UFOs and Epstein. And on a February appearance on the Pat McAfee show, Rogers shared some of his views on the topic. Quote, I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting timing and everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world, Rogers said in the clip shown on Kimmel's show. The show then jumped to a segment where Rogers said, did you hear about the Epstein client list about to get released? Yeah, that's what they've been saying. There's some files that have some names on it that might be, get, uh, might be getting released pretty soon. Kimmel then said it might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron, after referring to him as a tinfoil hatter earlier in the segment. Bakhtiari, who played in the last 10 years with Rogers, hit back on Kimmel on Twitter after coming across the clip. Tell me you're on the Jeffrey Epstein client list without telling me you're on the Jeffrey Epstein client list, he tweeted. What? Oh, oh boy. Rogers had been discussing UFOs earlier in the segment on the Pat McAfee show, saying there's a lot of old papers and files about interactions Navy pilots have had with unidentified flying objects. So this is not surprising. And it's true. And I'm not saying aliens exist. I'm saying, yeah, they've given those interviews. Jimmy Kimmel is the worst kind of deranged piece of garbage. Can I be mean? Can I be? Matt Walsh gave me permission to be mean. Jimmy Kimmel, you suck. I'm still not that mean, but mean enough. Jimmy Kimmel's a trash human being. Rogers had been discussing, discussing UFOs. Obviously, there was some sort of Chinese spy balloon that was up in the air, allegedly. And there's been a few other objects that have been shot down. McAfee asked Rogers uh, uh, if Rogers thought the, these events were a distraction from other world happenings, to which he said, well, take a look. The Epstein client list might come out. Now, we've been hearing rumors about this, but we'll see. I really doubt it. And uh, we got myth-informed Milwaukee saying Jimmy Kimmel claims Aaron Rodgers a tinfoil hatter for wanting to know the names on the Jeffrey Epstein client list. And David Bakhtiari says, tell me you're on the list without telling you you're on the list. Ooh, a good use of a meme, sir. He previously said in the Pat McAfee show that he hoped to have a better sense of where I'm at in my life upon returning from a four-day darkness retreat. But Packers GM Brian Gutenkunst told reporters Tuesday at the Combine that there were no updates to his situation. Gutenkunst said, he hadn't spoken much with Rodgers since the end of season of season meetings. He declined to say outright whether or not the team wanted him back. ESPN cited league score sources in January who believed the franchise preferred to move on from the quarterback, while the network's Jeff Darlington added an update on Tuesday. The situation between Rodgers and the Packers, both publicly and privately, is feeling more like two sides trying to navigate the perceptions of a breakup rather than two sides trying to find a way to continue forward together, he wrote on Twitter. I got to wonder what's going on with this uh, here uh, Jimmy Kimmel guy. I don't I don't know what his association with the Epstein stuff is. I don't think he's that important of a guy. Like when you think about Jeffrey Epstein, you got like, I don't know, like Bill Clinton and Bill Gates up there. A lot of bills, a lot of big bed bills. All right. And they're uh, reportedly on those flight logs. So I'd like to see who the clients were. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell's in jail. Epstein was going to jail and then was unalived, however you want to describe it. And, uh, you know, I want to know who is associating with them and why. Jimmy Kimmel, if I was going to, he's like the, you, ever, you guys ever see that show Recess and uh, that old cartoon? Come on, you guys remember that one. And Miss Finster and Randall, was that his name, Randall? The hunchback little kid who was always with the teacher and tattling on people and stuff like that. That's like what Jimmy Kimmel would be. Okay, look, I get he's got a little bit more charisma, but he's a real B-tier kind of guy. He goes on his show, he says things cue the audience laughter. The big signs flash and say laugh and applause and people go ha 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 and they clap. I don't see this guy as being a top player. I don't see this guy as being the type of person who would be invited to the island. 
But hey, you know, far be it from me to know who Jeffrey Epstein was associating with. Kimmel, to me, is a B-tier guy who'd be going, oh, oh, Bill, can I come on the plane with you? And Bill's like, get out of here, Jimmy. You're so annoying. And then Jimmy Kimmel's like, come on, guys, you never let me go to the island with you. That's what I see with it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't be surprised if information came out and Jimmy Kimmel ain't anywhere near it. Not for lack of trying, to be completely honest. I think the dude's a whack job creepo. And the things he's talked about pertaining to COVID and now Aaron Rodgers, it's the weirdest thing. It's just, it's just so weird. His dismissals are just not good. You know, like, give us, look, you come to me and say, craft an argument for anything, I will do my darndest to give you a good argument. Tell me, why is cheese not good? Well, let me explain. Cheese is not good because when it gets exposed to air and then it starts to curl and, you know, you don't want that. Plus, the high fat content, you can't have too much anyway. Cheese, I'll at least give you a try. Now, the reality is cheese is delicious. It's amazing and should be on all foods, no matter what, even ice cream. I'm kidding. But uh, Jimmy Kimmel goes on stage and he'll be like, you see this Aaron Rodgers guy? Heh, what an idiot. And then everyone just like starts laughing. Okay, bro. You know what really freaks me out is I think the only reason we are seeing a bifurcation in American culture. Okay, let me slow down. I think one of the strongest reasons we're seeing a bifurcation is that smart people have the capabilities to go on the internet to expand and augment their perspicacity. Meaning the average person can go online and learn stuff, learn stuff good, and learn stuff better than those who watch TV. Thus, they'll end up learning big words, like the stupid words that I just used for no reason. Now, the most annoying thing about the academic left, the top tier of the cult class in the cathedral, is that they use overly verbose descriptions of things that serve no purpose. Like, if I really wanted to explain something to you, I wouldn't literally say you have the capabilities to traverse the internet to augment your perspicacity. But if you're on the left and you want to sound smart, said stupid people, listen to you, maybe they'll be like, oh, I'll just tell you, he said big words. If I was trying to communicate with you effectively, I'd say you can go online and fact check yourself and you'd get it. But that's the reality of what the left is, like that Yale study that found that liberals speak down to black people and conservatives don't. Liberals will try to make themselves sound stupider when they talk to black people because they're racist. Conservatives don't. Jimmy Kimmel. It's simple. There's a reason why you don't like him. There's a reason why I don't like him. Because he, he may as well just be banging a cowbell going, and then you're going to be like, I mean, you and I are going to be like, I don't understand. Case in point, try watching any one of these shows like Big Bang Theory with no laugh track, and it is cringe inducing. Not that I find the shows funny at all anyway, but man, there really is a divide in the uh, uh, ability to be stimulated between some people and others. You know, I, I, I can't stand laugh tracks. They don't make me laugh. But there are a lot of people who sit there staring at the TV. And then when the laugh track, ha- laugh track happens, they laugh. Yo, that's kind of scary to be completely honest. But hey, hey, you know, that's Jimmy Kimmel for you. So if you want to live under a rock and listen to the TV man as he tells you Aaron Rodgers bad, hey, go ahead and do it. I don't care. I ain't convincing you otherwise, am I? If you already have the cognitive function for which you can augment your perspicacity, then uh, do so. But you're probably already doing it. You're here watching this video. Anyway, whatever. I'll leave it there. Thanks for hanging out. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. And I'll see you all then. Crybaby Corporate Press is upset that Russell Brand called them out on Real Time with Bill Maher. 
This past week, Russell Brand was on Real Time with Bill Maher and said MSNBC engages in the same biases and has the same problem as Fox News. And y'all are acting like it ain't true. And they fired back and they say, oh, F you, big deal. You went on one time. When have we ever peddled conspiracy theories? Russell Brand's all like COVID, ivermectin. You ragged on Joe Rogan calling it horse medicine. Now I'll say this. Whether or not you believe ivermectin is is an effective treatment, that's between you and your doctor, as I always say. But the media coming out calling it horse medicine, they use this stuff in Africa all the time. It's the guys who found it won a Nobel Peace Prize. Y'all know that already. Y'all know MSNBC is lying. But Russell, I got to call you out, Russell Brand. This guy, Russell Brand, you know, he's he's over here, his long hair, yelling at MSNBC, trying to make us feel good, challenging the corporate press. Yeah, but he's wrong because, you know, I'm sitting here and I got to actually do all the fact checking. And I got to tell you, Russell, you just you're not right on this one. Okay, now, hold on. Hold on. Let's be fair. You're kind of right. Fox News has its biases. MSNBC has its biases. But only one of these is a crackpot conspiracy nonsense garbage narrative network. And it ain't Fox News. But don't take my word for it, Russell Brand. I recently appeared on Russell's show. I think he's a great dude. I'm, I'm being somewhat facetious. I think Russell's, Russell's awesome. But let me just do this. To, to break things down, I would like to bring you to msnbc.com. And I would like you to take a look at the Microsoft partnered NewsGuard, which gives MSNBC a 57 out of 100 rating. Proceed with caution. This website is unreliable because it fails to adhere to several basic journalistic standards. Oh, heavens me. MSNBC.com is deemed unreliable by NewsGuard. NewsGuard's the corporate press, mind you. Okay, well, certainly Fox News is going to be in the gutter, right? Well, let's mosey on over to FoxNews.com and take a look at what's going on here. And we got this little shield icon up top. Whoa, you kidding me? 69.5 out of 100? Wait, you mean 12 and a half more points? Now, certainly, We'll just round up to 70 out of 100. They can't be deemed credible. I mean, if you got a 70% on a test, what is it, a D minus? Well, I guess a D minus is a passing grade, right? What's this? NewsGuard says, credible with exceptions. The website generally maintains basic standards of credibility and transparency with significant exceptions. All right. I'm not the biggest fan of NewsGuard because they gave us a fake ding on our website. Timcast.com has got an 82 out of 100, deemed generally credible. The website mostly adheres to basic standards of credibility and transparency. All right, I'll take it. A website run by Tim Pool, a popular conservative-leaning YouTube personality, which has occasionally published inaccurate, misleading claims. Now, I think that's a lie. We haven't. But what does occasionally mean? They argue it's an opinion. I actually threatened to sue him, but that's besides the point. They said that because in five articles, I think this is what it has been a while, In five articles, we quoted Donald Trump and ran a story saying Donald Trump said, quote, they went, that's a lie. And I was like, no, 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 no. What we reported was true. Trump did say these things. Yeah, well, Trump was wrong. Okay, well, we're not running a fact check on what he said. We're just telling people he did say it at a rally. Nope, too bad. Strike. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Out of 4,000 articles, only five, and they took away 18 points from our score. Fine. I'll take it. This video you're watching from Tim Pool of TimCast.com is substantially more credible than MSNBC. So let's bring it back to our good friend, Russell Brand. And that one I mean, seriously, Russell's great. So um, when he goes off and says MSNBC and Fox News are basically doing the same thing, stop equivocating. Conservative leaning Tim Pool. Oh, yeah. The urban liberal Bernie Sanders supporting. Not that I support him anymore. The conservative positions that I have, what? That you shouldn't have a, a, a adult entertainment for children? If that's conservative, y'all are in trouble. But there is that funny viral video where there's that stoner looking dude who goes, you got me. I'm a Republican. I ain't calling anybody a frog. Because there's this young woman. She's like, I want to talk to you about frog and frog self pronouns. And he's like, nope, I'm done. I'm Republican. Fine. Call that conservative. If y'all want to identify as chickens or whatever, I, I'm a big fan of chickens. So go ahead and do it. But I'm not going to call you one because you're a person. But this is the point. Russell Brand goes on um, uh, on Real Time with Bill Maher and then equivocates. Fox News is biased and so is MSNBC. Now, I get it. You're trying to lay into the, these liberals and many of them don't want to accept that Fox News is better than they are. I'm talking about MSNBC and Fox News, like the people who watch MSNBC. No, no, no. Fox News, they're liars. And you can't just walk up to someone on the left and scream, you're wrong. So Russell is taking this approach where he's like, look, it's all biased. Get away from the corporate press. It's a tough call. It's a tough call because I know how people's minds work. There's something I used to refer to uh, and talk about. When, uh, well, let's just start from the beginning. Social engineering is the hacker discipline of manipulating people. I used to work in nonprofit fundraising. I know full well you can't walk up to someone and just jam your views in their face. You have to help bring them to it. They have to make some of these ideas on their own. You have to get them to say yes. There's a technique they call the yes train. Get someone to say yes several times. They're more likely to say yes to your question. So you would do things like, hey, man, you care about the planet, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if you could do something about it, you totally would. Yes. And you definitely want some accountability for these corrupt politicians and governments. Yes. And right here on the spot, you're talking to me because you really do care and you're proving it right now. Yes. OK, give me your credit card. Yes. That's called the yes train. They would say like try and get him to say it. Yes. Seven times or whatever. But anyway, I, I digress. In the persuasion game, you can't just walk up to someone and yell at them. You're a bad person. You're breaking the planet. Give me your money. They're going to be like, get away from me, dude. Screw you. So I can understand to an extent what Russell Brand is doing. Or at least maybe he really does believe Fox is just as bad. He would be wrong. And I've already proven it to you. First, by, <laughs> okay, proof. Well, the opinion of the experts are that TimCast.com is more credible than Fox News and MSNBC. And MSNBC is ranked lower than Fox. Fox is deemed credible with exceptions. And MSNBC is, what, what did they say of MSNBC? Let me pull this one. Not credible. Proceed with caution. <laughs> Look at that. So come on, Russell, buddy, buddy, hear me out. I get it. You want to reach liberals who don't want to hear the truth. So you're giving them a little bit, a little bit. No, you just got to say it. I will do this. I will go on Bill Maher and say, listen, I'm not here to tell you what's true or not true. I'm not here to tell you that Fox News is right or wrong. I'm not here to tell you who to trust, who to believe, or anything like that. 
I'm only here to tell you that the independent rating agency NewsGuard has given MSNBC a low rating and has deemed them not credible. And Fox News has been deemed credible. This is not some fly by night, you know, right wing organization. NewsGuard, very favorable to like to the New York Times and the Washington Post, ABC. MSNBC is not on par with these organizations. Now, if you want to believe you're better than the viewers of Fox News, now you've got an emotional bias. I only ask you trust the science and the experts, those with degrees in journalism who have actually sought out to rate these news organizations. As for TimCast.com, we have an 82 out of 100. Check this out. I love this. This is funny because the Daily Beast is corporate press establishment garbage. They say a clip of histrionic Russell Brand on Real Time with Bill Maher went viral on Saturday in which the comedian who owns multiple multi-million dollar homes accused political analyst and fellow guest John Heileman of hypocrisy for criticizing Fox News from within the castle of MSNBC. Is it um, discrediting that Russell Brand is rich and famous? (laughs) What? How dare you have an opinion on the news, you rich person? But I guess that's generally the attack. I don't know who the Daily Beast is targeting because typically the people who read this are upscale liberal types, not like salt of the earth working class union boys. So whatever, these people, they want to believe they're the 99% when there is 1% as 1% gets. In the two minute clip, a shouting brand maintained that MSNBC was fundamentally no different than Fox. And that's wrong because I've already proven that. All this, he loudly insisted, contrasts with the real journalism of NSA agency consultant turned Russian defector Edward Snowden. What? What? He didn't say real journalism. You see, this is the lie they do. He called them American heroes. He's our patriots, something like that. And that they weren't covering those stories. Our former RT host, Julian Assange. I've been on that MSNBC, mate. It's propaganda. You've been on MSNBC once. Big effing deal. I'm sorry to break it down for you. You've got a lot of garbage on Fox News. Don't get me wrong. And I can already hear the liberals screaming. The websites are not the same as the cable channel. Okay. Let me let me let me break it down for you. You see these little symbols here on MSNBC.com? MSNBC's website is the cable channel. It's the videos. And so fair point. Fox News, not entirely. Fox News's website is actually a website with news articles. Well, let's slow down there a minute. You mean that Fox News writes news articles, publishes them, and then covers them on TV? Sorry, that translates. This is why Fox News is more credible. Now, Fox News is biased, but that's just the reality. I love how they go on to talk about this. <clears throat> uh, they, they rag on Russell Brand. What is it? Russell Brand has become a powerful voice for anti-vaxxers. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They say, uh, here's a good one. Pressed to provide evidence that MSNBC has ever engaged in comparable practices to Fox hosts' amplification of election fraud conspiracies they knew to be false, Brand decried the liberal network's ludicrous, outrageous treatment of Joe Rogan's promotion of ivermectin as a COVID treatment, deliberately referring to it as horse medicine when they know it is an effective medicine. Full stop. I don't think Russell Brand said effective for COVID. He, he may believe that. I don't. But that's fine. You're allowed to believe whatever you want. Just make sure you're getting your advice, not from me or Russell Brand when it comes to medicine. But however, there is a fact buried in all this. While you may have a political debate over the effectiveness of ivermectin in terms of COVID, with obviously YouTube banning anybody who would suggest it does work. 
yo, it's not horse medicine. It's just regular medicine. Now, whether or not it can be used to treat, be, be used to treat someone off label for other reasons is between you and your doctor, not MSNBC and you. But that's the game they played. Russell Brand is completely correct about that. They say that studies have repeatedly shown that ivermectin, which can treat parasite infestations in humans, is not an effective treatment for COVID-19. Now, look, I understand based on how much the media lies, there's a lot of people who won't believe it. I don't know what to tell you. You believe whatever you want. Brand also ignored that even enthusiasts for the off-label and medically discouraged use of the drug refer to as horse paste and have openly celebrated its equine applications. You see the lies they engage in? Spare me this nonsense. Brand also highlighted MSNBC host Rachel Maddow's incorrect description of how the COVID-19 vaccine functions, blah, 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 blah. Rachel Maddow was wrong. She pushed garbled nonsense. He called her out. Okay. This is what I wanted to get to. I know Fox News ain't all that great. I don't really watch Fox News. Use their articles sometime if I can fact check them. But the reality is simple, my friends. MSNBC is worse. That's it. And y'all can be like, prove to me an example by anecdote. I can do you one better. I don't watch MSNBC because it's fake news. I also don't watch Fox News for the most part because it is biased as well. But here's the, here's the reality. An independent rating agency with part, a partners who partners with Microsoft, not that you trust Microsoft or anything like that, but it is MSNBC, which is funny. Uh, Microsoft provides funding, I think through some kind of like paid partnership, but NewsGuard is, is establishment. New York Times, 100, CBS, 100, ABC, 100, all perfect scores. MSNBC is rated as not credible, period. I'm not here to tell you my opinion on it. I'm here to cite the experts. What's that? You don't believe the experts? Then get your conspiracy theorist garbage out of my face. If you don't trust the experts, then stop pretending like you trust the science because you clearly don't. Pick one. It can't be both. Thanks for hanging out. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes, and I'll see you all shortly. So I was watching The Last of Us, and I like the show. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, uh, you know, Joel and Ellie, and the world ended, and the cordyceps fungus is turning people into fungus zombies and all that stuff. And I couldn't help but notice that 30% of the show is about gay relationships. That is to say, out of the six episodes, or I think, that's, I think they're at seven now, two of them focused on a gay relationship as like the principal function of the episode. Now, I don't really care if they want to incorporate any relationship stuff in shows. Obviously, you've got Game of Thrones and a lot of other shows that do tons of sex scenes. But it's just like the ham-fisted relationship as the crux of the story. And spoiler alert for those that aren't up to speed, but this is last week's episode I'm, I'm talking about. You've got one episode about a guy who's straight, and then another guy who he meets, and then they end up having a gay relationship, I guess, because it's the end of the world or something. And then you have the next episode, not the next one, but like two episodes later, which was not this Sunday, but the past week, where it's Ellie. She's a teenager, and she has an interracial gay relationship. But then, like, I don't know. They don't really explain what happens, but they, they almost die or something. Or I think they probably do. I don't know what happens. The point is, it's interesting that they're, I mean, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to do a show about it. Uh, like to have the show be like predicated upon this thing. It's another thing to have it be like two of the episodes of six to be focused heavily on that thing. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Like if you don't like the show, don't watch it. That's fine. Here's the thing. We have this story from Bounding into Comics. California proposes withholding new tax credits 
from Hollywood productions unless they set ethnic, racial, and gender diversity goals and to develop a plan to achieve them. There it is. All of these things that you see, here's what's going to happen. You know, look, we want to expand civil rights and we want to live and let live. How about that? And that means you're going to have some people who like doing things you don't like doing or loving people that, you know, in a way that you don't appreciate. But you know what? Let people live their lives. Leave them alone. And that tolerance leads to mandate. Tolerance leads to acceptance, leads to requirement. Something I said to Ali London when we talked on the Culture War podcast, which y'all should check out at youtube.com slash Timcast and become a member at Timcast.com. And what I basically said is we decide to tolerate something. Here's what happens. All of a sudden, then you will see it in society. Let's say gay marriage. We say, OK, look, we don't accept it, right? I mean, I, I have no problem with it, but I'm saying like you, you tolerate it in that you mind your own business and let someone do it. But now there's a bunch of men walking around holding hands and kissing each other. What happens then is kids will grow up and totally accept it. Now the issue is, as people continue to strive for what they demand as, I don't know, reconciliation, you get requirement in that. Now we're moving beyond tolerating and accepting and saying, mandate, you must do this in your movie or you're a bigot. So what's going to happen now is if movies don't have more gay sex scenes and, you know, interracial gay sex, then they're going to lose, uh, they're going to have to pay taxes. You're not going to see movies that are genuine anymore. Maybe you got a movie where two characters happen to be white. Nah, not anymore. Now they're going to say, eh, you know, well, we got, we got ethnic standards, so why cast the white guy? Cast the, you know. Now you're going to see every single relationship is going to be interracial and gay or trans or something like that because they want to check the boxes for the tax revenue. This is the government interfering in culture. And I believe this violates the First Amendment. The idea that you can withhold tax credits based on the speech of art. Oh, you see where this is going. That's California. Not to mention, you've got this uh, picture of Black Tinkerbell. A lot of people are really upset. But the funny thing is, it's the woke left that's upset over the Tinkerbell thing. They were like, you couldn't make a new character. You had to take a an, oh, hand-me-down. This is what I've been saying. When they take Superman and make him black, they're, it's a hand-me-down character. Superman is an iconic image, okay? It's, it's anybody can play Superman. I don't know. It just Elba probably would be good. I think he's fantastic. And I don't really care. My point is, isn't it kind of like disrespectful? Can't you make a new superhero? I thought Hancock was pretty good. I like that movie. Will Smith was a superhero. He has superpowers. They say, while it may not be illegal yet, California is taking its first steps to punish Hollywood projects that aren't woke enough to meet the ever-moving standards of progressives. In 2022, California voted to, to pass SB 485, which revived the state, state's film tax, uh, tax credits, credits legislation to introduce a new credit, which could only be received if a given project provided a diversity work plan. That includes goals that are broadly reflective of California's population. Oh, boy. California's population. Now, here's what you need to understand. They say, California's demographics are 41% white, 6% black, 40% Hispanic, and 15% Asian. 1.6% American Indian and Alaskan Native, Native Hawaiian and others, Pacific Islanders. 21.2% some other race, 10%, uh, 10.2 individuals. Uh, composed of more uh, two or more races, you know. I, I think it's kind of funny that it doesn't seem like these uh, these numbers add up properly. 
But some other race? Yeah, those numbers don't equal 100, dude. But anyway, the point is this. The racial demographic of California is not, in, is not representative, representative of the world, let alone the United States. This would mean that if this passes, you're, they're going to make a movie about China and everyone in China is going to be like white and Hispanic. Now, how does that make sense? The movie is set in Beijing in 1821, where Chinese imperial fighters, I don't know what was going on in 1821. Uh, you know, that was before like, that was before the Republic, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. But uh, uh, what are you going to do? It's like, well, you know, you, you, your cast has to be reflective of California's population, which is mostly white and Hispanic. So you're going to have like, what, like Cheech, you know, Cheech Marin as like the, the, the wise martial artists? Like, come on, man, that doesn't make any sense. But this is the point of wokeness. It doesn't make sense. California is going to make movies for everywhere else in the world. So they're going to make a movie based in Japan with white people and Mexican people. They're going to make a movie in Russia. Same deal. No, 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 hold on. Oh, here's the best part. Black Panther 3. Everybody in the cast is white and Hispanic. Only 6% of the cast. You see the problem with wokeness? I would, I would actually enjoy seeing this. If they, what is this? Here's a picture. They say, Fostos says goodbye to his husband in Eternals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The interracial gay relationship. It's like, to check all the boxes, that's what we're going for. The crazy thing is, yo, if you made Black Panther and you followed these rules, everybody going to be white. Could you imagine that? I'd find it really funny. Actually, that's a great bit. Maybe the Babylon Bee can get on it. They say, while the original bill held no specific penalties for production that failed to meet these goals, the state's Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom, is now seeking to provide the state with the tools needed to enforce these new rules. As per the state's 2023 to 24 film tax credit budget proposal submitted by the governor's office on February 28th, Whereas a previous packed budget included an allocation of $150 million in film tax credits, the credit is now being withheld unless the given production is, is instituting ethnic, racial, and gender diversity goals and to help a plan to achieve those diversity goals. In other words, my friends, get woke, go broke. Oh boy. Yeah, well, we're really excited about that one, I guess. Your movies in Hollywood are only going to get woker and they're only going to get broker. And I imagine you're not going to be too enthused about it because everything is just going to slowly get crappier and crappier and your movies are going to suck. But let's talk about, uh, you know, the, the picture we got here. This is a photo from uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which has been out long enough to where I can say this without having to worry about spoilers. It was about a Mexican guy who breaches the great barrier walls of Wakanda by going through its rivers. You kidding me? No joke. Check it out. In Marvel's in, uh, Avengers Infinity War, Thanos, in all his might, tries to penetrate the barriers of Wakanda. And so what they have is a horde of these aliens scratching away and melting because the barrier is ripping them apart. And then they start eventually pushing through. And T'Challa's like, open the barrier at section 7-9. And then they're like, what? Open? It's like, yes. And then it opens. And then they all start fighting the aliens. And then the Mexican guy, quite literally, he's, he's a Mexican guy. It's like, well, he's Mayan. He's from Central America. So maybe not Mexico. I think he's Honduran. Anyway, he breaches the barrier quite simply by going through a river, emerging, soaking wet. And here's the best part. Do you know how they defeat him? Well, he's very wet. So she fires the engines, blasting him in the back and drying his wet back off. That drains him of his powers. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. That's diversity in Hollywood, dude. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to Black Panther under these new rules. A whole bunch of dudes who look like, uh, what's that? What was that? I just watched the movie. Uh, Lumberg, right? That was a name from Office Space. Imagine that, like Black Panther, and Black Panther is just holding the coffee like, mm, yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to not be king. Well, the child is dead anyway, but you get my point. Congratulations, Hollywood. In your efforts for diversity, you've gone substantially more racist than we could ever expect. Thanks. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.